Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. I want to welcome everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy, episode 28. So if you're checking this out later, uh, you will find the show notes at tradcookschool.com slash aw028. That's for episode 28 and the AW is for Ask Wardy. And at the show notes, you will find the podcast, the video replay, and the print notes and links for everything that I'm going to share today about today's question. And if you're new to Ask Wardy, welcome. If you're joining in live, welcome. If you're coming onto the replay, welcome. And I wanna give a special welcome to everybody, including Tracy, who's joining me on Facebook Live for the first time. This is a total experiment to see how Ask Wardy does on Facebook Live as well as Periscope. If you wanna get in on the live action and you're able and your schedule allows it, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific or 1 p.m. Eastern. So we've got Periscope at Trad Cook School. If you're not yet following me, please do with that handle. And Facebook Live, you just search for Traditional Cooking School, follow my page, and when I get on, you should get a notification. So I think everybody who's with us on Facebook Live probably got the notification, and those of you on Periscope did too. So we're here, and we've got a great question to answer today. So I'm so thrilled you're all here with me. So this question today comes from Amanda G, and she is referring to uh, something I shared in an email way back in February. So the short version of her question is, how do you eat real food when you're traveling? But here's the long version. She says, Wardy, you're amazing. Your cooking school and website has changed my kitchen life. Thank you. And here's the fun part. My husband bought me a grain mill for my 40th birthday because of you. (laughs) Well, that is an honor. Now my question, can you talk about what you ate on your travels to that conference? You wrote an email about it, but I was hoping for more details. Well, I'm thrilled. First of all, Amanda, for you, happy birthday, happy 40th birthday, Um, and how fantastic that you got a grain mill. Your husband really knows the way to your heart, and it's, it's just a blessing to share in that journey with you and that excitement with you. So you were talking about um, my travels in February. I went to a conference and I sent an email and showed you a picture of my breakfast one morning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you more about that. Um, the details of how I handled real food while I was at that conference in February. But first, I thought it would be helpful so that this could be very applicable for um, anybody who's thinking about real food traveling. And it looks to me like Emily on, on Facebook Live is saying right now her family's getting ready to go on a six-week RV trip. So any of you who are thinking about traveling, real food is totally possible And these are the things you need to think of, just the basic things. Of course, you can take it much deeper, but these are the things that you've got to get a handle on. Um, You have to identify these five things before you do your plans. So number one is, are you driving or flying? Number two is, when you get there, will you be able to cook? So do you have a kitchenette or a hot plate or what? 
Three, when you get there, will you be able to refrigerate food? So that really is going to inform whether or not you can keep food cold or if you're dealing with a cooler with ice. Um, four, what special needs will you have while you're there? Like, and this is really according to your activities. If you're gonna be doing a lot of hiking or you know, whatever your different activities are, what kinds of foods are you gonna to need to support that kind of activity? Um, you might have activities where you have lots of time to cook gourmet meals because you're doing plays and shopping and staying close to a motel that's like your home base. Or you may be going backpacking, in which case you need dried foods, light portable foods. So that's what I mean by this question is what kind of activities are you doing? So you gotta choose your food to support that. And the fifth thing you have to identify is if you need any special utensils or appliances. So this could be because of your health needs, this could be because of certain foods that you have to have with you or you want to have with you for where you are and where you're going may not have it. So if, if you know for sure you need a Vitamix and you have to take that with you, it's not likely that you're gonna find that in a kitchenette, right? Or if you need a stick blender, um, you know, you have to pack some of those special things with you. So that's why that's the fifth thing. So are we on the same page with that? These are the five questions you gotta answer before you plan. Are you driving or flying? Will you be able to cook? Will you be able to refrigerate your food? What special needs do you have according to activities or, or diet, you know, allergies, etc.? And any special, special utensils or appliances needed. All right, and I'm seeing lots of hearts on Periscope, so I think we're on the same page. And thank you so much for all the comments everyone's sharing on Periscope and Facebook. So my answers to these questions anytime we're traveling um, are gonna determine what I can pack and what I might purchase when we get there, because you can do a combination of both. So let's talk first about the flying scenario, which is the scenario that was back in February um, where I sent that picture of in, through email that Amanda's asking for more information. And once again, if you're just joining, we are talking about real food when traveling, and this is Ask Wardy, episode 28, and um, podcast, video replay, and all the notes and links of what I'm sharing today will be available within 24 hours at tradcookschool.com slash aw028, within 20, 24 hours of this live recording. All right, so if we are flying, this is my approach, overall approach. I'm gonna pack my suitcase with non-perishables or foods that will travel okay for at least 24 hours or so. So that would be jerky, superfood supplements, like I take chia seeds and collagen, protein powder, stevia, um, those kinds of things. So I, I pack my, and I've even been known to pack like a couple apples or an avocado, you know, anything that's gonna be okay in a suitcase for about 24 hours, you can pack in a suitcase. Um, then when I arrive, if I'm able to refrigerate food, I will go to the grocery store and I'll get more perishables. And this is what I did at that conference I attended in February. And I see Jennifer has joined us on Facebook Live. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer and I were at the same conference. <laughs> Jennifer, the question we're answering today is packing real food when traveling. And I'm using that example of what I packed when we were together in February. Okay, um, so if I'm able to refrigerate foods on a flying trip, then when I get there, I'll go to the grocery store. And that's when I pick up perishable foods and cold foods. So um, salad ingredients, yogurt, fruits, cheese, meats, things like that, things that I can just pack in the refrigerator and keep cold and have whenever I need those meals. Um, in the de this is a 
tip that will give you some free like utensils um, and plates is wherever, whatever grocery store you're shopping at, go to the deli. And I think it's probably okay because you're patronizing the store by purchasing your foods there, but go to the deli and get a plate and utensils, bowls, you know, just a couple of those consumable things um, that you can just toss when you're done and just use them every day. I would go to my motel room and I would use the same set of silverware and plate for the meals that I had on my own um, and just wash them in between. And then I discarded them at the end of the, at the end of the thing. And we disconnected off Facebook, so just gonna let that be for now. All right. Um, another thing you can do, though, in your in your suitcase, if you don't want to use plastic disposables from the deli, you could you could uh, pack some lightweight wooden, or if you're okay with some certain like BPA-free plastic, you could pack some lightweight utensils and plates or bowls right in your suitcase. Now, when you get there, if you're able to cook, this is on a flying trip again, you can also from the grocery store, you could get meats or pasta or things that you can whip into simple meals like spaghetti or hamburgers. So whatever you might need um, to do some of those simple meals, get it at the grocery store. So does that make sense? The approach is to pack the things I have at home that will travel well in a suitcase and get the other things that I, that I would need when I'm there. Um, but it depends on if I can cook or refrigerate what I would get. So an example here, which was the one in uh, February, is, and that's the particular trip that Amanda was referencing. She was asking for more info. So the photo I sent out on email was my deli bowl with a carton of yogurt dumped into it. And then I added all my, I, I had the powders of my superfood supplements on top. So maca powder, chia seeds, collagen, and then I, um, had liquid stevia packed in my suitcase and I just mixed all that up and that was my breakfast on this trip So what I did was I bought the yogurt and I brought all the dry superfoods and the stevia and That's what I had every morning I would mix that up and eat it for breakfast every day that I was gone in my suitcase I also packed Nick sticks uh, jerky because uh, I hadn't made any homemade jerky, but that's an option, and I'll have a link for you to the Nick Sticks at tradcookschool.com aw028. I also packed dark chocolate, so the jerky and the dark chocolate were my snacks during the day attending the conference when I needed something to tide me over. Um, I knew I would be on my own for lunch most days, so that's where the salad fixings came in. I bought greens, I bought some simple... Um, Salad toppings, I think I even got a mixed salsa for one day. Anyway, I just got the greens and I loaded up the vegetables and I bought an olive oil vinaigrette dressing of a natural brand from the organic section. And I also had cut up meats and cheeses that I purchased. So it was like a loaded salad. That's what I ate uh, for my lunches. And I knew that I would be going out or be hosted for dinner, so I did not purchase or bring anything for dinners. I just ate the best that I could when I was out, which when I was, away in February, this particular example, it was San Diego. It was not hard <laughs> to find good food out because they're doing really good things with nice food there. So that's the flying. Does anyone have anything to add before I go to the example of if you're driving um, or maybe tips on how you have handled um, flying trips with real food? Uh, I can wait just a minute or so in the comments to see if you have anything to add pretty quiet and we did drop off Facebook Live, so sorry about that. It told me the internet connection wasn't strong enough. Okay, well we will move on to the driving example. 
because that's like one of the major um, things that you identify that can really steer the direction of your real foods while traveling. And I should give a shout out to Megan, my friend Megan at Meg Eat Beautiful, um, who's here listening, but she is, she and her family go places and she is a master at this. So I'm sure her blog, eatbeautiful.net, probably has information. Follow her Facebook page, look for Eat Beautiful. She also is on Periscope right after me. So maybe occasionally she'd cover some of these things too. All right, if we're driving. So our approach is to pack a cooler or two with whatever of our regular foods we'd like to take along. That's the beauty of driving is it's like you can take your kitchen with you. Now I do keep it simple. It's not like we're doing gourmet, but you can take so many of your favorite foods and necessities along in coolers. So it's like taking your kitchen on the road. And I do a lot of work ahead of time to prep. So I'm pre-cooking and I'm batch cooking staples like cooked chicken, tortillas, English muffins, meatballs, sliced veggies. Um, I freeze whatever I can. And what that does is if you're putting your pre-cooked foods frozen in your cooler, they're acting like ice. So you have more room for food. And of course, as they thaw, then you have to replace with ice. But the thing is you're eating also, so you can, you're freeing up space for ice and things are thawing. So that works, that works really, really cool. Overall, I keep our um, foods while driving simple to sandwiches, wraps, milk, yogurt, cheese, meats, veggies, fruit. Um, if when we get to our destination, we have a refrigerator, then we can go to the grocery store to replenish what we ate on the drive if it was several days or to get uh, foods for when we're on location and have more freedom with cooking. That is if we have a kitchen. And I have to say that as often as we do travel, I do... And if we were staying in a motel or something, nine times out of 10, if it's a family, we'll do our best to have a kitchenette, a kitchen or a kitchenette. Um, because it is, you, you may spend more on the accommodations, but you're not eating out and you're able to satisfy yourself with your own food that you love and is so good for you. And no, I think that's okay. Let's see. And so that was about the grocery store. And if I'm able to cook when we get to that destination, which like I said, nine towns out of 10, I try to have a kitchen. So that means a refrigerator and we're able to cook. Then we'll go to the grocery store and we'll get meats. I might bring pasta along or if I need pasta and we get brown rice pasta. Anyway, we get ingredients to whip into simple meals like spaghetti or hamburgers, you know, and just continue the simple theme. So here's an example. And this was a recent trip um, that my husband and I took. We went away um, for a weekend to the coast and our room had a kitchen and a fridge, so it was great. And in our cooler, we packed milk, yogurt, bread, veggies, kraut, pickles, cheese, bread, eggs. We also packed our dry goods, like the superfoods I was mentioning before, the chia seeds and the gelatin. I packed pasta, dark chocolate, and dark chocolate covered almonds. That's the treat I've been making lately for my husband. There's a link for that for you um, at tradcookschool.com slash aw028. It's available with this recording. I also, because this was a uh, driving trip and we had more room, I was able to pack extra utensils and appliances that I would need for my husband and I. So we brought the stick blender for smoothies. I even brought an empty quart jar because we took our half gallons of raw milk and so I was able to skim cream for our warm beverages. And so that quart jar, I just I just thought ahead of time. I don't, I don't know why, uh, sometimes I forget things. But um, 
I was like, well, I need a place to put the cream. I better bring a quart size jar. <laughs> I wish though that I thought of everything because when we got there and this is what happens, you get to kitchens and they're not as well stocked as your own for real food. So take some time to think about that. I think it was the fifth thing I mentioned at the very beginning. Yeah, special utensils or appliances. Take some time to think and about those special things like the stick blender. But when we got to this place, Every, all the measuring spoons and measuring cups and spatulas and serving spoons, they were all plastic, all of them. And the, the skillet was nonstick. So, um, you know, we're gonna go back there. And in the comments, KM Brooks is saying, bring a pan because they usually only have nonstick, amen. So next time I'm taking cast iron, I'm gonna take my, it's silly, but I'm even gonna take my own stainless steel measuring cups because we have this quarter cup scoop that is perfect to fit into the top of the half gallon jar to get the cream out. The one at this place was like oval shaped and plastic. It did not even fit in the top of the jar. Uh, so anyway, I'm gonna bring, just my basic kitchen utensils like spatula, serving spoon. I'm gonna bring a cast iron skin skillet and I'm gonna bring my own quarter cup measuring scoop. <laughs> because, you know, anyway, that's just one of those things that happens. I mean, maybe you get into a vacation rental and they've got an awesome kitchen, but I think we have to assume that it's gonna be pretty mainstream and that we have some quality utensils that we maybe don't wanna live without. And it's okay to do without once, but then you, like I did, I learned. So, you know, next time we go back, I'm gonna take those couple things. Now, this particular example I'm sharing with you of my husband and my recent trip, um, we didn't stay there long enough to need to refresh at the grocery store. So actually we just ate exactly what I packed in the cooler. In the comments, I um, can't read your name, but I always like to bring a couple good knives. Excellent point. I, I forgot that already, but I told myself, bring my own knives next time too. And someone else in the comments just say, a lot of this applies to camping. It totally applies to camping. So if you're driving to a location and your location is a camping location, you don't have um, the fridge. So you're dealing with coolers, so you know, you have to have enough coolers and ice, and even if you can go to a grocery store or replenish ice, you have to plan with that. And then of course, all your cooking is what you can do on your camp stove and you have to bring all your utensils and such. So it's a driving trip, but the fact that your, your, um, your cooking surfaces, utensils, and your um, keeping foods cool is a little different is gonna inform what you take. Um, so wrapping that up, in this example of the trip my husband and I took, our meals when we were there, oh, and I just lost my note. Give me just a second. Um, our meals when we were there, eggs with toast, spaghetti, hamburgers, chicken salad, sandwiches. Just, I, I like to do some cold cut meals. So we had cold chicken with sauerkraut and pickles and cheese and toast. And it's just like little bits of food on a plate. I love those meals. So it worked out really well. And we had a great time. And let's see, Tracy is saying she started budgeting for the cost of getting a room with a kitchenette. Worth it, I completely agree. Um, we, this recent took my, trip my husband and I took, we thought, well, we could eat out or we could pack and have a kitchen. And it, it, it was a wash and even maybe saving a little bit of money uh, to have our own kitchen. So we decide for that, which we would enjoy more. Now, someone in the comments is saying, so you never eat out. That's not true, we do eat out. We ate out once on this last trip and then 
The flying trip that I gave you an example in February, I ate out every dinner for four days. So, you know, just depending on the event or what the family wants, my feeling is it's an 80-20 rule. Of course, if you're undergoing, um, you know, if, you, if you're on a very restricted diet for gut healing and you simply cannot eat out or you don't have options to accommodate um, your special diet eating out, then it's different. But those of us in generally good health, the 80-20 rule applies, I feel, and that we can 20% of the time um, eat out and do the best we can. And I'm getting a question, any tips for eating whole foods out? And I'm gonna save that for a future Ask Wardy if you don't mind, because that's a whole nother topic. Okay, well, I wanna thank you all for being here. It's been fantastic. The Facebook Live experiment didn't quite work because we lost connection, but hopefully next week I'll try that again. And I wanna wrap up by giving you all um, well, reminding you, if you haven't taken it already, I have a free traditional cooking video series for you. Feel free to take a screenshot of this. You go to tradcookschool.com slash free vids. It's five videos on my favorite techniques of traditional cooking that are from inside a premium traditional cooking school. So it's a free gift for you just to give you a taste of what we do inside traditional cooking school. So if you haven't yet tried it, I'd love to see yourself in there. See you in there giving it a try. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. On the comments, I'm seeing thank you so much. I'm going on a trip very soon, and this helps. I'm glad to hear that. Well, God bless you all. I'll talk to you again in a week. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me, at TradCookSchool, with your question, and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments, and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.